Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. WGR Sports Radio 550. It's time to take a look inside high school sports. Now, here's your host, Tony Caligiri. Inside High School Sports is brought to you by Minio and Sapio Italian Sausage. Taste the difference quality makes. Good morning. Welcome to Inside High School Sports. I'm your host, Tony Caligiri, Francis Beck, and Tom Prince from Western New York Athletics here. Uh, Kyrie Demos from the Niagara Gazette. And Roger Weiss, our resident troublemaker in studio. Derek Kramer producing Rivalry Weekend. Football everywhere. It's good to be in Western New York. How you doing, guys? I did it, but overslept. I got here. I woke up at nine thirty and got here in ten minutes. Wow, <laughs> that is definitely overslept. I thought I was bad. Overslept like it's a bad thing. So, so Tony, what he's saying is, don't sit next to me. Hasn't had a shower yet. No, actually, no, I did shower actually. I did shower actually. I'm moving over as we speak. <laughs> no, that includes a shower. So, big props to me. Francis is quick. He's got mad mad speed. All right, guys, it is rivalry weekend, as I said, and oh wow, what a big night for high school football last night. So we're going to get into that. We also have our G&G Fitness Coach of the Week, and we are going to start things off with news and notes. Uh, Roger, you've heard me for, I don't know, last several weeks talking about the concession stand battle in uh, NASA, the Niagara Area Youth Sports Association, which I belong to. The championship or the winner will be announced next week. And uh, if I and I don't have a vote, by the way, I have no say in this whatsoever. But if I were a betting man, I'd say it's between Wilson and the Buffalo Vets, especially with those ribs. I don't I know. I was how. just going to say, which one is it? Uh, you know, between the chowder at Wilson and the ribs at uh, Manhattan Park. Anthony I don't know how you pronounce chowder. Chowder. <laughs> for my Red Sox fans, to Dick Gallagher. <laughs> That's, that was for you, buddy. You won't listen to me, Kyrie. I don't know. You won't listen. He's gotta get to I never right. listen to you, Raj. I know that. I know better. I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> so that's why I don't. And uh, speaking of NASA, I was uh, having a conversation with uh, Ray Turpin, president of NASA, the other day. And we were talking about um, our friends at USA Football are going to New York City. I believe that there's going to be a hearing on the 29th. And what is being discussed is banning tackle football for kids 12 and under. And market and I posted this on our Facebook page. If you want to get in there, some great discussion there. And our, our friend Mark Adair uh, pointed out, and he used two links, I believe, to point out that in soccer there are more head injuries than in football. So if we're going to ban tackle football let's be consistent we'll also ban soccer hockey cheerleading uh let's see stop riding your bike let's ban motorcycles as someone that's been hit by a car uh, while riding skateboards skateboards let's just ban everything while we're at it not only that anthony they have absolutely no scientific data on 
what do you want to call it? Post. There's conflicting oh, uh, data. There's kids that only played youth football and didn't play high school football. How many people are out there suing for concussions from youth football? I don't think there's very many. It's senseless to even think this. Well, these people don't get these injuries in youth football as I've a been, rule. I've been coaching. Oh, I returned to coaching. Uh, it was about four years ago at Niagara Falls Junior Football Club. And I can count on one hand the hard hits that I've seen. You know, we play, what, a 10-game schedule. So that's 40 games over the last four years and maybe two that I've seen. In that. And in both instances, the players did not listen to heads-up football, which we, you know, the guidelines that we use through USA Football and keeping your head up when you tackle, you put your, and I've mentioned this time and time again, if anybody's been listening to the show, knows that I'm a big proponent of hawk tackling, which is rugby-style tackling, head to the side of the body, sh- uh, to the ball side. This way your shoulder is taking, your shoulder and your body are taking the impact, not your head. And when you're playing offensive line or defensive line, you're taught to keep your heads up. So in the two uh, hits that I, I saw that uh, I could say, yeah, those were you know kind of nasty, both times the players led with their head, in which they're taught not to. Why they did that, I have no idea. It, it, I'm, I know it's going to happen. It's, but the game is so much safer than it was. But here's the yeah. thing that bothers me. And we're talking uh, about this, a whole bunch of us, at one of the games throughout with the coaches, is that you hear in it being portrayed by the media as uh, the coaching style of the 70s. You know, when the coach used to withhold water as punishment if you didn't do something correct. Those days are so long gone. But they try to paint the picture that that that's how it is today that in today's uh, today's football that a coach is going to say, hey, Johnny, you just got your bell wrong. Shake it off and get back out there. Uh-uh. Yeah. It's not like that at all. Our referees are, are certified. They take concussion uh, training just like we do. If there is even a sign that somebody's bell was wrong, he's coming out of the game. He's not going back in. He's going to go through concussion protocol. He's going to be sent to his doctor. The doctor's going to send him to a concussion specialist, and then he's got to wait X amount of time before he's even cleared to play again. So the precautions are out there. You know what I use as an example, a good example, and most people, and I bet you most of our listeners would be familiar with, in the game where Josh Allen got hurt. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine 10 years ago, he can't go back into the game, but he can run to the locker room on his own power right. like he did after he, what do you call that, went under the tent? Now mm-hmm. they call yeah, it? Yeah. He, I mean, he ran back there. He almost sprinted. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Ten years ago, get your rear end back out in the field or don't come back. Right. Or the old days, rub a little dirt on it, get back in the game. Let's shake go. Shake it off. Just shake it off. <laughs> yeah. It's just a broken leg, Johnny. Don't, don't <laughs> worry. We can sew it up at halftime. You'll be fine. Get back in there. We need you. I think um, the only the only – only argument against, you know, the kids playing, um, you know, before the age of 12 is, um, you know, with kids, not even kids, with uh, the adults, like the, the, the uh, NFL players or college football players that play, you know, from the time that their kids moving forward. Um, I think that's where it's really like, the, okay, maybe we don't want kids playing so young because maybe it's not what we see now that it affecting them but like maybe down the line you know once they are playing in their 12th 13th 14th 15th season down the line so i mean i think that's when, really the only when you watch a game go out go check it out in fact if you have time today at uh, five o'clock we're playing that in your backyard mm-hmm. at outwater park against lockport little loop mm-hmm. you won't see the kids generate enough speed mm-hmm. or, or or enough power 
to create these hits, especially when you look at the the teams younger than than my team. Mm-hmm. I have uh, 10, 11, and 12 years old, and there's two divisions below us. There's no contact. There's no head head to head. So you're not looking at repeated. I've coached. Uh, blows I've coached that. eight U and under, and I've seen some nasty. It's hysterical. Hits. I've seen nasty hits. Have though. you? Oh, absolutely. I have. Really. I have. I've, and when you see, especially, I, I, I do question some of the ages. I really do. Especially because you can see a six-year-old go against an eight-year-old. Six-year-olds right. are playing tackle football right now. Yeah. And an eight-year-old to a six-year-old is a huge difference. And you can see somebody really get knocked. And I've seen it already. Mm-hmm. And, and it it is something when you've got the different levels of kids here uh, – Kids go through puberty at different stages, yeah. which is another reason well, why that's they're, at the age why they're choosing at, at 12 years old there. Because you could see, I've seen 12-year-old kids that are almost six foot tall right now. Right. And so then you true. see a 12-year-old kid that barely is pushing five feet. Yep. Yeah. You know, I mean, you see those differences that are out now. I mean, I understand we've got striping rules and certain kids at certain weight can only play line versus right. going to play any other skilled positions. I get all that. But there's still a time where it could come into play. And and if they're not taught the right way about tackling then it's skills dangerous. and things, sure. that, that's when it comes into play. It's not necessarily what you taught. You can't help that one time when that one kid's going to come in with his head at one of your kids and makes head-to-head contact. Sure. And, and, and they, your kid did everything we can, right. We could pick up things in every single sport that's gonna uh, that there's a danger moment. You know, it's oh, there. No doubt. And, and, and what Mark Adair said about soccer is, is dead on. When you're heading the ball with a soccer, that's where a lot of these concussions come into play. And no doubt that soccer's got just as much as football is, and it's documented with, like that. Yeah. With less protection. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I oh it's I've played soccer, believe me. You get uh you can get a little dizzy if you hit the ball the right spot uh or the wrong spot of your head. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's all coming together. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we may have to do another show on this one in, in, in the future, but I just wanted to get you up to date as to what is going on and uh you know, kudos to USA football for uh standing up for the kids throughout this and i don't know if it's just gonna be for new york city or the whole state but at least there is an opportunity for the public voice to be heard and uh, as i said i posted that on our facebook page if you want to check that out go right ahead all right time for our g and g fitness coach of the week if you would like to nominate a coach simply go to livefit.com that's livefit.com congratulations to north tonawanda soccer coach hannah grouch uh, for winning their first league title in 34 years. They beat uh, Grand Island, which is a power <laughs> in yeah. uh, girls' soccer, and North Tonawanda was able to pull off uh, the victory there. So kudos to them. I think 85-game league yeah. streak by yeah. the Vikings. Yep, I got That's to amazing. cover that game. It was unbelievable. Like To see a, a program that, yeah, it had been since 2015, I think, that they hadn't lost a – an NFL league game. So, oh, so kudos to Niagara Wheatfield yeah. Golf. What is it? Six straight years. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, they suffered their first loss this year, and I think it was their only one yeah. in the last six years. They just keep rolling. Man, those kids can golf. <laughs> Take me out there, teach me, guys. <laughs> Get on the Anthony, is it okay? Am I allowed to give an honorable mention to my buddy Rich Kozak? Yes, you can. Rich Kozak, soccer coach at Frontier. In a big game against Hamburg this week, they beat Hamburg 3-1. to one. Hamburg is a top-five big school soccer program. Huge, huge win. 
for my friend and good buddy, Rich Kozak. Rich, in fact, Roger is so proud of you, he's going to take you out to dinner. Yep, <laughs> yep. I, he told us before. Anywhere you want, you pick it, uh, he'll take you. You mean it wouldn't be at Ilio's, of course? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's up to you and Rich to figure that one out. All right, let's go to the scores from last night. You can follow along in the Niagara Gazette or in the Buffalo News. Uh, let's see, we'll start off with the big boys, Bennett. Shutting out Niagara Falls 22 to nothing. Jamestown beating Orchard Park 16 to 12. Williamsville North over Williamsville East 42 to 6. McKinley blanking Niagara Wheatfield 24 to nothing. This is Grand Island 37. Amherst 20. South Park all over Will South 28 to 7. Olean beat Lackawanna 17 to 7. Akron 46 to nothing over Roy Hart. Uh, let's see, we've got. Southwestern beat Faulkner, Cass Valley, 41-8. to uh, Gowanda had to forfeit, so Portville gets the win. Franklinville, Elkaville, 49, Salamanca, 6. Tonawanda ends the streak as they beat North Tonawanda, 23 to nothing. I believe it's only the second time in the history of that rivalry that Tonawanda has blanked North Tonawanda. Seventy-some years since the last time, Anthony. Absolutely amazing. Sweet Home over Lakeshore, 34-16. to 16. Albion, 23. Medina, Medina Lindenville, Barker, 6. Iroquois blanking East Aurora Holland, 29 to nothing. Frontier over Hamburg, 30 to 22. Penfield, 34. Uh, Luport, 7. I don't get why Penfield's playing so many Section 6 schools. They're an independent. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cheektowaga beating Merivale 29-14. It was Pioneer 58 to nothing over Springville. Oh, Harry Skull has got to be sick to his stomach right now. West Seneca West 27, West Seneca East 6. Wilson over Newfane. I believe that one was in overtime, 16 to 13. Lancaster over Depew, 42 to 3. Fredonia beating Dunkirk, 45 to 16. Silver Creek over Cat Little Valley, 32 to nothing. There are your scores from last night. Well, the playoff picture is certainly a little bit clear, at least in double A. Kind of know where the seedings are, who's lining up where. Uh, so let's have at it, guys. All right. Do you want me to start with this? I have the seedings, and this is only if Clarence wins over Hutch Tech today. This is the final piece we need. But uh, Jamestown gets the first seed. We They beat Orchard Park last night. OP gets the two seed. Clarence, um, so that would leave Clarence, Lancaster, Bennett all tied through uh, for the three seed. Bennett would win that tiebreaker with the three seed. Clarence would get the four seed. Lancaster the five. Niagara Falls lost last night. They get the six, and Hushcheck gets the seventh. Frontier is eighth. So Niagara Falls, we have a rematch next week of what happened last night. Niagara Falls at Bennett, correct? Yeah, assuming Clarence wins today. Assuming Clarence wins, right. So just so everybody understands it, so what you've done here is you've had a three-way tiebreaker, right, with Bennett, Lancaster, Clarence. Bennett wins the three-way. They win by point. Hold on, hold on. I got it. So so once the three-way tie is broken, then you go back to the beginning, and it's a head-to-head now with Clarence beating Lancaster which is where the 4-5 comes in. That is exactly. correct. Just wanted to explain just so everybody knew where you were coming with the tiebreakers there. So uh, so you're talking about an incredible Lancaster team that's going to have to play on the road the whole time in the playoffs. That's crazy. And, I mean, 
you know, and Lancaster is, they're legit, but I'll tell you, Lancaster's probably saying is if they want one game, or we know two games back, right? right? But if they want one game to start back, Clarence would be the first game that's back. But that bodes well for that either one of those matchups, potentially for the next round, which could be a Lancaster-Clarence versus Jamestown. Now you're going to Jamestown, and we all know how tough that is. Oh, yeah. And then that 2-3 matchup, which potentially looks like it would be, you know, Orchard Park-Bennett moving forward. Those are some great semifinal games. Yeah. Right get your popcorn, Get your popcorn because it's going to get interesting. And, and I'll tell you, being at that Jamestown-Orchard Park game last night, I got a chance to see to see a lot. Um, these two defenses played – Unbelievable. We already knew Orchard Park's defense was was legit. We right. knew that just the way they played. I mean, the defense was the reason they win over Lancaster, right, with the defensive points that came into play there. And I'm going to tell you, this defense playing the way they are without Michael Pataki right now. I was just going to ask, is he still I mean, out? Yes, he did not play last night. Wow. And you still hold Jamestown to 16 points. I mean, this is an all-Western New York linebacker that you, know, you are not – right now having him on the field. And remember, I also want you to remember something. He goes out as a slot receiver to boot, which is where this whole concussion came into play. He's a receiver that could really benefit, you know, that offense right now. But I'm going to tell you, do not take away anything from this Jamestown defense right now because the Jamestown defense twice with Orchard Park in the red zone holds them on fourth down twice in the red zone to stop them. Flip it, Orchard Park does the same exact thing on the half-yard line. Jamestown goes for it. Orchard Park, huge stop. I'm talking about three times within the two-yard line. They stop them from scoring. They're trying to go up the middle, and the middle for Orchard Park just held their ground and stopped them from scoring. But because they were on the half-yard line, one of the scores for Jamestown ends up being a safety uh, when they flip it and they stop them on the fourth down. The di- I'll tell you, one of the big differences is in this game was Orchard Park not having their kicker is actually could have caused the loss, one of the reasons for the loss in this game. I was wondering about that, looking at the yep. back score. You know, so, so here you're talking about right now the number one kicker in New York State for extra points right now is what he has. So you're talking about a guy very reliable for there. So is he hurt or was he, he was he was he was not in his uniform. He was just wearing his top. So he obviously there was some sort of injury. Wow! But you're talking about best defensive player and their place kicker. You know, you're talking about two extra two points that he kicks. The same guy, right? Two extra points he kicks, and if they just go for one of those inside the red zone that are down there, or how about and, a field goal on a half yard line? I just line. said if that. Well, no, the, that that was Jamestown who went for that one oh, uh, on the half bad. yard line. Excuse me. The other two that were in the red zone were Orchard Park. They kick one of those with the two extra points. You win the game. So I mean, I'm not saying that's the so. Re- and I don't want to take anything away from Jamestown because they played unbelievable. The two interceptions in the fourth quarter by Jamestown were absolutely lights out. I mean, like ESPN type, you know. Uh, DB cut in front of the receiver to make the pick. One of them was an actual tip ball. And 
he actually leaps over the receiver to make the interception because it, you know, once it's tipped, it's live. Open right. Season, right. Yeah. right? Yeah. Is allowed he literally the leaps then, yeah. over the receiver, the right shoulder of the receiver to make the interception. It was unbelievable. Wow. And then the next one was jumping the route. But laying out to get the ball for for the interception, Sweet. two Sweet. phenomenal interceptions that were there to actually you know to to cause that game. So both teams legit. Wow! All right, guys, let's take a break. When we come back, uh, delve into some more of last night's action. You're listening to Inside High School Sports on WGR Sports Radio 550. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the twelve precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We're back. You're listening to Inside High School Sports. I'm your host, Tony Jury, Francis Beck and Tom Prince from Western New York Athletics. Kyrie Demos from the uh, Niagara Gazette and Roger Weiss in studio. Derek Kramer producing. We're talking about last night's matchups as the playoffs are getting clearer, Francis. Yeah, let's go over uh, Class A. A1 was uh, all set when McKinley beat uh, one last night. They get the number one seed. Uh, the number two seed is Kenmore West. Number three is West Seneca West. And four is Williamsville North. On to Tate. A2, where things get a little tricky, but we do have an answer of the final seedings. Uh, South Park clinished a couple of weeks ago the number one seed. Again, Starpoint last week uh, got the second seed. And then three and four, things were going to get messy. And I have found out, I read the email uh, Ken Stolt, the chairman of Section 6, sent out. Um, basically, because West Seneca East and Grand Island didn't play each other, you have a four-way tie with those two teams. For the three seed, and the common opponents were Amherst and Starpoint, and I want to get into all the math and everything. But basically, um, Grand Island needed to win by 17 points, and they won by not enough. No, 17 <laughs> points. Exactly, 17. exactly 17. Right on the nose. So they got the third seed, and then yeah, Sweet 37, Home. 20. You're right. And then Sweet Home gets the fourth seed. Big shout wow. out to Ben Muscala quarterback there oh uh, he was amazing yeah he had four touchdowns last night uh, i think he had two or two last week against star point yeah because they lost 28 to 17 um but he's been really picking it up the last few weeks for them yeah amherst had trouble stopping him he just and he's tiny he's like 510 a buck 65 as quick as and lightning. he just you know he just find a tiny hole in the middle of the offensive line and he would get like 20 yards yeah for sure yeah. you know i'd like to give special credit to when you listen to that right there Coach, Coach John Haynes over at Ken West, what he's done now in two seasons back-to-back, look at what he just did with baseball right over last year, takes them to their first-ever sectional championship, now is leading them on the football field at the same time. A lot of credit what he's doing over at Ken West because sure. he's really built up something, and it doesn't matter what the sport is, he's having an impact over there. Tom, 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 you're going to crush Francis. 
you know. <laughs> <laughs> he's got some hope. I think he's, he's doing a great job. <laughs> we don't want him to be too deflated. <laughs> those those <laughs> mighty bulldogs over there, you know. Yeah, don't worry about it. He's not even awake yet. He <laughs> Meanwhile, Frank's at home going, Francis, <laughs> I'm waiting for you. <laughs> Okay, I'm sorry to interrupt. <laughs> Let's continue. No, you're not. No, you're not. <laughs> All right, uh, Class B, we know the top four. Maritime has the one seed. New yeah, Finney has the Burgard two. Yeah, they beat Thursday. <laughs> I can't get a wolf for that. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> New <laughs> Fane has the two. By the way, hey, fans, oh. stop picking on Coach Cobb. The guy's doing a great job. Until you understand what he's going through, uh, I'm sick of seeing comments on social media uh, going after him. Um, go ahead. I regress. <laughs> All right, New Fane has the two. Uh, Albion has a three. Um, I know Albion beat Newfane earlier in the year, but because of how the tie, because they all didn't play each other, that game is kind of moot. So Albion's a three. Cheetahog is the four. Uh, we have all four teams in the bottom four. We're not quite sure the order yet. We know Pioneer's going to be the five as they have the highest point differential. All teams in the bottom four went three and one. Tonawanda and Olean. Both have 27-point differential, so that's going to take the next tiebreaker, which I haven't quite figured out. I think it's going to be least points allowed, um, which I believe gives the advantage to Tonawanda, but don't quote me there. And then Iroquois has a point differential plus 13. They will probably be the last seed. Do you mind if I talk a little bit about Tonawanda? Okay, so all right, let's play the uh, guessing game here, guys. So. When's, when was the I last didn't study. time? No fair. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. It's a, it's a um, pop quiz. You got to okay. be prepared. Stay on your toes. When's the last time Tonawanda won the TNT game by 23 points or more? Was it 70 something years? 100 years, right on the nose. <laughs> 1919. Um, so, yeah, obviously, huge historic win for them last night over North Tonawanda. Um, it was big, cool seeing the fans storm the field and going crazy. Yeah, that like always a cool moment. Uh, but just think about it. the last time Tonawanda beat North Tonawanda, the kids on the Tonawanda team weren't even born yet. Literally. Like I was 18 years? five, maybe. If there's an 18 year old, you might have somebody that have been a month old when that happened. Yeah, I think it was like a week or two before the show started. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to show you how long ago it's been. That's crazy. Um, and uh, the biggest shutout ever. Uh, what, 77 years since they shut out. North I believe Tenawana? so. I believe two so. in the uh, 100 years. I wasn't even born then yet, Anthony. If you can believe that. <laughs> no, I know you don't believe it. <laughs> I don't. I believe it. I believe Thanks. it. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, seven turnovers by the Tonawanda defense. Great performance there. And Jason Fraser just continues to be the engine of that team. Uh, 185 yards, two Russian touchdowns too. Kudos um, to that coaching staff. They've yeah. done such a good job. Don't forget, it was only a few years ago Tonawanda was really struggling with numbers. Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, and that was something Coach Kelly brought up. He said, um, you know, it's funny. Some coaches, he said, I don't like to hold grudges, but remember a couple years ago they kept scoring on us. You know, it was a 41 61 to uh, did NT put up on them? I think that was the year before he took over. Oh, okay. But his first year, it was a, I believe it was a 41-6 to loss, and he said, you know, we were struggling on numbers. So he said, tonight, that's why I ran the ball out. Ran the clock out because I didn't want to be that guy. So, you know, hats off to Coach Kelly. That's class act, yep. Mm -hmm. I I like that. I like that a lot. You know, Francis, listen to some of those matchups you just threw out there. (sighs) 
Four five. Did you hear the four five? She go out pioneer. That's pioneer fun. First yeah. round. That's an unbelievable. That's a, that's a sectional rematch. title you know I mean? game. Now, yeah. Now, well, listen to this. That's at the stadium. What? I want to know who wants Iroquois as his last exactly. seed to be able to play as your number one. I have no idea. That's another they'd one you've got to play, jump they'd out. They have to play Mar- um, what maritime? You figured they're going to be the eighth seed. Who? Uh, Iroquois? Yeah, Iroquois should probably be the eighth seed. And that would be the nastiest one eight seed I've heard you know what I mean that you hear of in in, in the playoffs that are out there. They are playing so well and uh especially well, I don't know, uh, the weather I don't think it would both teams, neither one of them are getting very far in the past, so that would be an old fashioned Hell of a football game, rain or shine. This Roger, is... you like you know long bus rides. Oleans gonna either travel to Newfane or Albion Ooh. for their first round game. They better hope for Newfane. I think the Newfane. I looked it up. Was it like two hours, six minutes? You know, at midnight. I mean, I granted it's a Saturday game, so that should help. But yeah, that's but either a haul. way, Saturday, Friday. If you lose, boy, that's a long bus ride yeah. home. It's probably seemed like a two day bus trip home. But oh, but man. if I'm if I'm Newfane or Albion. I'm going. I got a good seed, and I got to bring Olean in here, though. I mean, yeah. that's Yikes. you're talking about. Think about five through eight. That may be the toughest five through eight that you've heard as far as lower seeds in 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 years. Easily. I mean, that is a nasty bottom b- bottom four there. We got a Tanawanda team who's who yeah. could potentially they don't be have a to go far. They'll either go to Albion or Newfane, so right. they get the short trip. We got a, a, a Tanawanda team with what? They'll probably be the six seed. They got a thousand yard running back. Like this is, I mean, you yeah. just don't see that. You no, really I don't. like I said, is you you could be talking where those bottom four teams could potentially all win their games. Yeah, yeah. All <laughs> you upsets. know what I mean? Like, I, we but all you know can't even call gonna, them upsets because it's so close, right? But you're but you're but still saying it's a one eight game, right? Or right. a three or a three six game. I mean, those. Think about that. If I would have told you. Pioneer, Olean, Tonawanda, Iroquois, where you're five through eights going into the season. It's absurd. Like, no way. It's absurd. That's I mean, that's gonna be that's gonna be fun to watch. That's gonna be where you're gonna talk about you could throw a coin up in the air and whatever it lands, you're gonna win because it's gonna you're gonna be at a, a great game at any one of those. But ladies and gentlemen, now you know why we love high school football. And, and, and now we here we go, let's go back to the Iroquois game. We still don't know if Maritime's got a field yet. We think they do. Right. We Where think is they, that game going to be played? We, well, we, we've already got verification. It looks like um, it's going to be. Yeah, it looks like uh, Johnny B. Wiley, Wiley might yeah. be a spot they're looking at. So if they do, great. If they don't, what's the what could be the last minute thing? Does Iroquois end up getting a home game <sighs> if they can't work it out? Imagine that. If they do, can they get some better restrooms? (laughs) Can they improve that facility? I know they have a board meeting on Wednesday that they're going to argue that one out. uh, I wonder if Hamburg uh, Field would be available that night. That's a nice field. That's a good question. But but, but it just it just goes down as I mean unbelievable matchups there. I mean that we're talking about you know and and, and we haven't even gone down even some of the other divisions. There's going to be great matchups the first week. I mean oh, normally the gosh. first week it's we only focus on the four five seeds because right. that's usually the best games. Maybe a three six seed in there, sure. yeah. right? But we're talking about possibly a great one eight seed game. That. The whole right trip to the stadium is going to be yeah. amazing. The whole process as oh they uh, eliminate each other all the way. Who's you know, who's going to be who's going to survive? Yeah. Yeah. It's like a survival pool. Survival is what it is. is. You know what exactly. game I'm also interested in next hmm. week? It looks like West Seneca West at Star Point. There's yeah, re- that's listen. Interesting. Isn't one. Will North Rema- got South Park? Last year. 
Yes. If I'm South Park, that's a nasty first round game I've got to play. I mean, Will North, listen, Will North still is a team that's got a great coaching staff that's going to have that team prepared. Yep, that's very okay? true. Okay, there's no doubt about it. Very true. And, and you never know what's going to happen when you get time to be able to. To, you know, put together uh, a, a game plan for a team. There. And talking about the star point game, you know, not only the revenge factor, but Carson Marcus is still injured. You know, so no, uh, um, the quarterback for uh, for star point. Oh, okay. I so, figured you're thinking of Carlson. Oh no, no, he's still there. Oh, he's yeah. definitely still there. I mean, he'll be playing quarterback in, yeah. in, in absence if, if if Marcus can't go. Still, so I mean, that's just an intriguing. But but, but, but if you get him back, right? You're talking about a di- na- na- now you got. Two dynamic receivers that you're going out there mm-hmm. to be able to have, and that offense opens back up, which exactly. is going to be uh, very interesting to see. Yeah, because that's when had he's healthy. On. How mobile is he? When when healthy, he I'm I'm not saying he's a you know a, a, a scrambler by any means, but he can move. I mean he's he's a good athlete, but I mean he he's such a you know a viable downfield passer that and I, mean, I his assume there was a lower body injury because I think I saw him on crutches. How mobile will he be? Good point. I talked with him. He said, uh, "This is um, this is you know not a direct quote, but he said, you know, I, I'm not, I'm really not looking to scramble. I mean, if I've got Joe outside, I'll be able to get the ball to him. As long as I'm able to play, that's all I'm worried about. So. They're more interested in the arm than they are the legs. Yep, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I can see that. But 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 I'll tell you what Carlson's done at that spot. Oh, my I mean, he's thrown the team on his back. I mean, when we watched him play that South Park game, oh, I got my. a chance to sit and watch them. Yeah. He fought for every single yard there was. Right. It was all heart. It was all determination. He did everything he could to possibly help that team do something against South Park. Maybe they need to retire his number after the season because he's <laughs> meant that much. They actually wore two numbers this season because uh, their black jerseys. They got uh, then they didn't bring a number four in, so he had to wear number one that night. Um, I had to do that my junior year. That's <laughs> no fun when you have two different numbers. But yeah, Carlson last week. I I, I think we talked about this, but just again to to give him a little credit. This kid led the team in passing, rushing, receiving, was their punter, hit four extra points, had the game-clinching INT. Like, this kid just does it all. Cleaned up the stands oh, after. Right. Sold, sold popcorn at halftime. Wrote the post-game report. Wrote the post-game report. You know, exactly. Did, oh, my goodness. Yeah, he's Stock doing the it. concession stand. He does it all. Yeah. All right, guys, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll uh, take a look at some more of the matchups. Uh, we're way behind on this one, guys. <laughs> I, I apologize. Well, Sports Talk Saturday follows us. And don't forget, tonight at 1030, Sabres continue their West Coast swing as they take on the Sharks. We'll be back with more Inside High School Sports. Got something to say? Say it anytime. Call, tweet, or text when you want or hit us up with your comments on Facebook or WGR550.com. Say what you want when you want with WGR Sports Radio 550. We're back. One last segment of Inside High School Sports and then Sports Talk Saturday takes after. A whole lot to talk about. Buffalo Bills and Sabres are in fuego. I love it. When's the last time we've seen the Bills of the Sabres this hot? Uh, November. <laughs> year. <laughs> no, this past November. November. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Oh man, let's just uh, not count our uh, what is it? Count our 
The I blessings think it's before they hatch. Yeah, let's just. Well, it's funny because the the uh, president of Niagara Falls Junior Football Club and the president of NASA, they're both Dolphins fans. I told oh. them both this week, you might want to turn your phone off on Sunday because I'm going to be sitting <laughs> on the couch texting your butts for four quarters. <laughs> I like me now. That, that's 30 to 10 right there. <laughs> <laughs> that was the first quarter. Yeah, I, hate, yeah, I was just going to say that could be worse than that. I mean, this is the, this it's Dolphins exciting. team is just not a very good oh team right I now. I guess they're like bottom third like 30 rank 30th or less in every offensive statistical category how bad do you have to be to somebody to said they level? should be demoted to the xfl <laughs> <laughs> i'm pretty close is, to this, it this is when those debates start can an alabama team beat a miami yeah. dolphin team that's when all these debates start when you see a team struggling as bad as miami can the niagara right falls junior football cobra beat the miami <laughs> dolphins yes by 12 close matchup there <laughs> Q Mason and Nate Mullaney score four touchdowns apiece. All right, let's get back to uh, where we are, uh, Francis, and figure out the playoffs. All right, let's go to Class C North. Wilson, uh, this was all set up last week. Wilson has the one seed. JFK has the two seed. The three seed's Akron. The four seed is Silver Creek. Class C South, Southwestern already clinched the top seed, and so did Portfield, got the two seed. The three and four we were still figuring out last night. Uh, Chautauqua Lake. Did beat Allegheny Limestone in kind of an upset. They beat him by 12 points, creating a three-way tie with those two teams in Fredonia for the three and four seeds. Chautauqua Lake wins the tiebreaker because they had a best point differential of seven among those three games, so they get the three seed. You revert back to head-to-head. Allegheny Limestone beat Fredonia. They get the four seed. Fredonia's out of the playoffs. Wow. It's amazing. And Fredonia, I thought that was a huge win last night huge. versus rivalry Dunkirk and, and, and convincing win. That's yeah. To be honest with you, that was one of the scores that came in that really surprised me. Well, that's yeah, one of those things sure. where when you have the big rivalry, sometimes you throw the records out the window mm-hmm. and there's a lot of emotion being laid out on the field. And I think that's might be what you saw. Yeah, but, no, no doubt. Class D is a little bit simpler. CSP and Randolph are squaring off at 130. Winner gets the two seed. Loser gets the three seed. The first seed is Franklinville, Ellicottville, and the four seed is Salamanca. Because of the lack of teams, next week, Cataraugus Little Valley will go er, to Salamanca for a playoff game. I think they're going to have pretty much a playing game mm-hmm. uh, between the four and the five. Uh, and then Franklinville, Ellicottville will host the C-South 7th seed, Gowanda, if they can play. I was just going to say that might be a forfeit, though. Uh, yeah, I feel bad for Gowanda. Because they didn't have a – because the one seed drew it by, they were looking for a game to for Franklinville, Ellicottville to play, and it looks like that won't come to fruition. Can we be looking at uh, more mergers next year, like involving Gowanda, where they have to uh, – or will their numbers be okay in the future? That's that's a question yeah. for the offseason, I guess. Well, the, what are we talking? Go on to Pine Valley, maybe with Eden, North Collins? Geographically, that'd be the closest one for Gowanda. Yeah, there's a whole lot of figuring out to go on, I would imagine. But, uh, you know, do something so that these kids can play some ball. Then the um, whoever is the two seed will play Roy Hart next week, and the three seed will play number the five seed, which is Cleve Hill. You imagine the teams that get to the stadium this year, they are going to be so battle-tested. And I would think that bodes well when you go on to face Section 5. Yeah. Anthony, how about this? Week 1, we got another rivalry game. Cleve Hill and Maryville played each other. 
if we were in their field, says you know what, neither one of these teams are going to make the playoffs. We'd have probably they would say have you're crazy. The, they were sent for the people with the white jackets. Exactly. Right. Cleveland Hill and Maryville out of the playoffs. Uh, the playoffs, I think this year, probably more than any year, is going to be. I, uh, it's going to be a blast. And you could have. Because, like you were saying, you could have you know lower seed teams knocking off top seed teams, and that you know that makes for great talk. And yeah. we could have oh a number goodness. of teams reaching the stadium for the first time ever. I mean, I think that's cool too. I don't think Wils- I don't think Wilson's ever been there. I don't think Newfane's ever been there. Right. Uh, Maritime obviously hasn't been there before. I mean, this could be some special stuff. Sure. No, no, no doubt. I can't wait to see how some of this is going to play out. Um, I think first round, certain classes, we see it all the way through. But those second round games, there's going to be some <laughs> great ones. It literally will be uh, a, you know, a fight to see what games are going to get covered and probably a scramble after Spectrum decides whatever their one game they're going to cover is, how all these other games are going to get covered because there's going to be so many great matchups. Oh, yeah. Any scuttlebutt as to the Spectrum game this Friday? Will it not be Clarence and Lancaster? I mean, that's one, but we already talked about, what about Chictawaga Pioneer? What about, you know, I mean, we can go up and down. There's great matchups all over the place. Seriously, Star Point West, Seneca West. I mean, that's a revenge game from last year. You know, that's, there's a lot of different matchups. There's a lot of positive ones that are out there that uh, any of these could come to fruition. But, you know, uh, I definitely know that us at Western New York Athletics will make sure what isn't covered will get covered so that we can make sure that these kids get that recognition that they deserve. Oh, there's a lot of, uh, there's going to be a lot of coverage and we have so many uh, outlets out right now in, you know, that are are covering it probably more so than we've ever had in Western New York. And that's a good thing that uh, if you want information on high school uh, sports, it's, it's readily available. Let's put it that way. So it's just a matter of where you want to get it from when you're able to get it from. And that's a good thing that, that it is out there. The teams are being covered. The players are being covered and it's great. And it's a lot of fun for us to sit here and go back and forth as to uh, who we think is going to go where, who's going to play at the stadium, who has a shot at a state title, which is so exciting. Yeah, if you make it out of Section 6, I mean, you really have a shot. To yeah, you're battle, t- you're battle tested, and you r- really are going to be. And how strong is Section 5 this year? So that's that's going to be another question that's going to have to get answered uh, down the road. They're usually very tough. Yeah. You know, and especially at the upper classes, they're yeah. even tougher. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not to say that you know one class is better than another class, but mm. um, our our upper classes are going to have their hands full with you know with Rochester. Yeah. Whereas in the, the McQuaid, past, our season the Aquinas's, yes. yeah. Those, Whereas those in the programs. past, our season D's have been very strong compared to rest of the state, especially in D. Mm. Yeah. And I think we may see that, see that this year. You're looking at teams like Southwestern. You're looking at uh, Franklinville, Ellicottville, uh, guys like that. That CSP know, could CSP easily be there. Exactly. You know, we, well, you don't want to count out Wilson with the year that they're right? having. Anything yeah. is possible in a game. Seriously. I mean, there's a lot of things that you uh, you want to make sure that you're ready to uh, to be prepared to see as you go on to that next level. For sure. Yeah, I just want to give a shout-out to Wilson uh, beating Newfane last night in the Champions versus Champions battle. Uh, they've been doing it all season, really just piecing wins together. So, you know, hopefully they can keep it going in the playoffs. 
they're they have a nice squad there. Yeah. Great coaching staff. I, I've said it the last several weeks. Uh, you know, watching them, they're so technically sound. They're not Just, the biggest kids on the field. Mm-mm. By no means. There's no real heavyweights out there. They're going to go out and push it. They just do it with fundamentals. And they have an advantage. They have a, they have a unique home field advantage. Could go up to Wilson there. Like, in other words, first of all, a phenomenal field. Ph- Please. I mean, unbelievable. Gorgeous oh scenery. And then Scoreboard. you've got to travel to them. They've earned the right for a home field advantage, and traveling for the other team is a home field advantage. Yeah. And that's going to be, that's I mean, true. some places, you know, some schools having that home field advantage is going to be huge. Uh you know, benefit for them. For some, it's not so big. You know, the away team may even have the advantage. Who knows? Depends on who it is, where they are. But thanks for listening. We will be back next week with more Inside High School Sports as we continue trying to figure all this fun out. Sports Talk Saturday is next. See ya. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.